Even as India battles a big spike in COVID cases forcing some states to reimpose certain restrictions on people's movements, the good news is that the vaccine developers are inching towards success in a rapid pace. We've been getting updates after updates from different vaccine groups in the past few weeks and the recent one to join the bandwagon is the COVID-19 vaccine being developed by the University of Oxford and the Swedish-British pharma AstraZeneca which was announced to be 70% effective after a large-scale trial. This of course comes on the heels of Pfizer's announcement from 9th November of the interim results of its candidate vaccine proving to be more than 90% effective and they later revised it to 95%. Then Russia's announcement that came on 11th November on Sputnik showing 92% efficacy in late stage trials and Moderna's announcement from 16 November about its candidate's 94.5% efficacy. And not to mention India's very own candidate Covaxin being developed by Bharat Biotech who on 23rd November said that the vaccine is expected to be 60% efficient. But what do these different levels of efficacy mean for us in this vaccine race? Why is the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine looking like India's best shot? Answering all our queries on vaccines will be virologist and director of Trivedi School of Biosciences at Ashoka University, Dr. Shahid Jameel. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shalpuri. Although the data released from Oxford's interim analysis of this phase 3 vaccine trials clearly show its candidate is not as effective as Moderna's or Pfizer's candidates, which are both more than 90% efficient, many people immediately noted that nonetheless for India, this is an exceptionally good news. India, as we know, already has really high stakes on this vaccine. The Pune-based Serum Institute of India, which is the Indian manufacturer of this vaccine, dubbed as Covishield here, on 12th November said that it has made 40 million doses of AstraZeneca's potential COVID-19 vaccine. Serum has also enrolled 1,600 participants in India for late-stage trials for this candidate, Moreover, as country's pre-booked doses, the company's CEO Adir Poonawala has pledged to keep half of the vaccines it makes for use within India. And we'll talk more on why it's such a good news for India in just a bit, but let's get into the details of the interim analysis of this vaccine first. Now, firstly, the data examined more than 20,000 volunteers in the UK and Brazil. And a total of 131 COVID-19 cases were studied during the trial. 30 cases were reported in those who had two doses of the vaccine and 101 in those who received a placebo. The participants were given two high doses which showed a 62% protection but curiously it rose to 90% among those who were given a half dose followed by a high one. So overall, it proves to be 70% efficient, which as many reports point out, is still higher than most flu vaccines, which offer protection of 40-60%. to But what does the efficacy of the different combination of doses mean? Dr. Jameel decodes it for us. Well, I wish I could. uh, But, you know, based on uh, simply the press release, which doesn't really give any uh, scientific background, it's hard to do that. From what I understand, they followed two doses, uh, two groups. In one group, they uh, the first dose was half, and the second dose, which we call the booster dose, was a full dose. 
And in the second group, they gave uh, the first dose as full and the booster also as full. And very surprisingly, the half dose shows 90% efficacy, whereas the full dose shows only 62% efficacy. And if you combine these two groups, uh, the, the overall efficacy is 70.4%. That still goes over the threshold of 70% that many regulatory agencies are speaking about, uh, but it's certainly not as good as the RNA vaccines that we have heard about, uh, which have been 95%. Uh, so a lot of science really needs to be done on this to understand. It is a surprising result, uh, but if this result holds up, then there must be science behind it. And that's the next step to really decode uh, what happened. But why did they try out two different doses? Well, all vaccines that are being tried out are being tried out in two doses. Uh, so it's nothing to do with uh, the, the Oxford vaccine or the other vaccine. Because uh, what happens is uh, when you give the first dose, the immune system raises a small response. And then when you give the second dose, which we call booster, so the first one is called a priming uh, dose. And the second one is called a booster dose. So when you give a booster dose, then the immune response gives a synergistic uh, increase. Uh, that's how the immune system works. So uh, vaccines that are given as a single dose are usually vaccines that are live vaccines, meaning that those uh, vaccine agents replicate in our body. Uh, so they constantly give a booster, whereas in this case, these are all non-replicating, non-multiplying. So you have to give a prime and a boost. Uh, so nothing unusual. This happens in many, many vaccines. Uh, almost right. all vaccines that are non-live vaccines are like this. Now coming to why this is looking like India's best shot. Despite the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines proving to have a higher efficacy, they might actually be out of India's reach. Firstly, because these vaccines would need to be stored in high temperatures. Both Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech vaccines need to be stored or transported at minus 20 to minus 80 degrees Celsius, which might prove to be challenging in India owing to its poor cold storage infrastructure. On the other hand, the Oxford AstraZeneca candidate can be stored in normal fridge temperatures, which means that it can be distributed easily to people and at cheaper rates. And that brings us to the second reason as to why Oxford AstraZeneca has one up over the others, at least in India, which is the cost factor. Although even storing in normal fridge temperatures may be challenging in India's rural areas, this vaccine is expected to be less expensive, while the other two are expected to be priced between $20 to $25, the Oxford vaccine is expected to be priced at rupees 500 to 600 for private use, while the government is likely to get it for rupees 250 to 300. Of course, it goes without saying that even at 250 rupees, this may be unaffordable still to a big chunk of population in a third world country like India. But does that mean that a lower efficacy is bad and we are settling for a weaker vaccine? Responding to that debate of efficacy, Dr. Jamil says that one shouldn't focus so much on the differences 
of the vaccine's protections as they've been tested only under a controlled environment so far. He also says that a better coverage with a slightly lower efficacy should be preferred over higher efficacy vaccines, which might not even be available to most Indians. Well, first of all, I don't know whether it's a better vaccine uh, because efficacy during a trial is very different from efficacy in the field. Efficacy in a trial, everything is done under controlled conditions. When you go out in the field, all kinds of things happen. Cold chain breaks down. Uh, you know, people are not as trained to deliver the vaccine. All kinds of things happen. So I would not pay too much attention to this, you know, 70 versus 90 versus 95. The second uh, issue is uh, that both of these vaccines have been pre-booked very heavily by first world countries. So I was just reading that for a population size of about 67 million people in UK, they have already pre-booked 325 million doses. So uh, doses enough to vaccinate uh, roughly five times their population. Australia has done the same. Australia for about uh, about 25 million people, they have already pre-booked roughly 34 million doses of vaccine. So uh, those vaccines are not even going to be available to us. The uh, Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, the trials are going on in India. Serum Institute of India is going to be manufacturing this vaccine. In fact, it already is manufacturing a vaccine. And uh, Serum will have a capacity of roughly 800 million doses a year. Uh, 800 million doses a year means that 50% will be available to India. So 400 million doses a year, that vaccine would be available to India. So we have a lot of stake in that vaccine. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think 90% is great. Even if it's 70%, I would take it any day. Uh, because see, it's not important. Well, it is important, but it. I would, if let's say there is a vaccine that has 70% efficacy, but you can cover 90% of the population. Right. On the other hand, there is a vaccine that has 90% efficacy, but you can only cover 50% of the population. You know, I would any day take better coverage. That's, right. that's important. Reasonable efficacy, but good coverage is what's important. Having said that, when exactly are we expecting this in the Indian market? Well, some steps still remain before we get to that. Currently, phase three trials of the vaccines are on across India in collaboration with Serum Institute and the ICMR. And recently, the investigators finished recruiting for phase three of the Covishield human trials, as we've already mentioned. 1,600 participants have been enrolled in all. Once the trial is over and the data is examined and studied, a green signal can be given for emergency use, although some reports indicate that the Serum Institute will be applying for emergency use as soon as next month. And the company's CEO, Mr. Poonawala, also told NDTV on 23rd November that the target set by the government is 300 to 400 million doses by July and that a minimum of 100 million doses of Covishield will be available in India by January. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, 
and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.